Let it out Don't hold it in, it's better out Darkness looking like bad weather clouds It can't stop me cause I'm heaven bound I feel better now On the highway, Lord, I'm heaven bound Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Schmike's back. How y'all doing? Brother Bob's here. What's up, guys? Silent, not so silent, Ron is here. I don't like that no more. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. The bearded wonder, Will is here. Good to be back. Can I correct there that, please? <laughs> His name is the breaded wonder. <laughs> the breaded wonder. <laughs> wonder bread. And the powerful voice of Micah is back. How's it going? <laughs> and we have a kickboxing legend. <laughs> Stephanie's here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that was so manly. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you want to read our Bible verse for us? Absolutely. I'll be reading from the ESV version, uh, Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. So our topic this episode is stress. How do we deal with it? And then on the flip side... How are we supposed to deal with it? I'm good. I can leave. I don't have no stress. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. Liars. I try not to have no stress. I mean, what is stress? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pull that mic to you. Pull that mic to you. Yeah. What is stress? Come on yeah. over here. Stress good. is a silent killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the thing about stress, though, is... is when you allow stress in your life and you allow it to, uh, to stay there and just and you're pondering on it and you, and you just kind of stop it in your head and you keep thinking about it, thinking about it, what stress actually does is starts making you have toxic thoughts. Mm-hmm. And when you start having the toxic thoughts, that's when life goes away. That's when everything starts getting out of sorts, out of whack. That's when you come to that fork in the road that God's, that God's put there. He wants you to follow his, but you end up going the wrong way. And you'll walk that, you'll, you'll walk that path as long as you're allowing that stress and them toxic thoughts to stay in your head and to rule your life. Actually, stress will rule you. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll rule you so much that it can, it can beat you down to nothing. Yep. It can make you weary. It can make you tired. It can make you want to do things that you've never thought about doing before. That's how bad stress is. That's how bad it, that's how silent it is. It's so silent that when it sneaks up, it does it in small ways. And when the small ways finally build up and it does it a thousand different times, then it turns big. That's what stress will actually do to you. Now, on the flip side, as you say, the only way to get rid of stress is give it to God. 
that's the only way you're going to get rid of it. Everything, no matter what it is, you got to choose to give it to God. You got to choose to kill them toxic thoughts. You've got to choose to be a part of Him. And then once you make that choice and allow Him to start rebooting your thoughts and thinking positive thoughts, then the positive thoughts come back. He brings you back onto His road and you start walking the straight and narrow again until it happens again. Until it happens mm-hmm. again. Well, I find it interesting. Everything that you described and everything, Bob, is just summarizes, you asked what sin was, Ron, or what stress was. Stress is sin. Thank you. Anytime that you're, you feel stressed, it's normally probably rooted in some type of sin. You're stressed because you don't want people to see a side of you that they don't like. You're stressed because you don't want, you don't want to be in sin. You're stressed because, you know, insert, insert whatever here. What? You look confused. No. They, can't, they can't see it because it's an audio podcast. But I was thinking about this topic earlier today, and I, got, I didn't look at it that way. I, my wife is the stressor in my house. She stresses over everything, money, whatever. And I never really stressed over that kind of stuff. My stress comes from if I'm not doing something. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. If I'm sitting, I'm stressing because I feel like I should be working on something. In my shop doing something for somebody, for myself, whatever it is. And if I'm not, I feel like I'm wasting my t- and it stresses me out. That's where my stress comes from. <clears throat> Excuse me. But to stress about, and I do stress about the world sometimes on certain things, but just to, uh, what Bob was talking, I don't feel I stress in that way. Oh, I mean, I know I see you say stress is sin, and I guess sin can cause stress, mm-hmm. but... I've seen you stressed over. I stress other over people. individuals. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But here lately, I've been trying to give that to God, and I've, <clears throat> I think I've, I'm doing better at that. I just got to learn how to just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> we all have to learn how to do that. But, I mean, <laughs> quit it. Do we though? But yeah, no, a, I'm just kidding. But yes, exactly. Just like you said, but do we? Because right. everybody says they want. To be held accountable. Mm-hmm. So like how said, do you hold somebody accountable without? It's that same thing that we've talked about, and I've I say it like as Ronnie would say ad nauseum. <laughs> everybody said that about me. Yeah, everybody wants to be held accountable until they're held accountable. Mm-hmm. When they're held, held accountable, then it's whoa, wait, wait, that and that's not how I want to be held accountable. Right, because that stresses you know me out I mean? because I'm telling them, and then they get upset, and then I'm like. Right. I stress on it because how do I fix this? Mm-hmm. You don't. What did I do? Yeah. You don't. It's not on you. Right. Well, it feels like it's on me, bro. Right. And it's directed at me. Right. Micah? Get him, Micah. <laughs> Get him. Sick him. Why is it Micah? Yes. Sick wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stress comes in all different kinds of, kinds of forms. And so, you know, there's lots of different types. And I don't know that necessarily stress is 
sin, I think the way that we react to it is sin. Mm -hmm. I think most of the time we react to stress in a negative way. For example, I have tend to have an anger issue. And so my stress is lashing out at somebody or which is a wrong attitude to have. And so I don't know that necessarily when we're stressed, a lot of times it's about control. We're trying to control the situation and, you know, really we need to release that control to God. I think of, when I was thinking about this, I thought of Moses in Exodus chapter 18, where he's, they've just been delivered from, from the Israel, from the Egyptians, you know, through the Red Sea and God's working and God's moving. And then, um, facial recognition. (laughs) Crazy I was like, no, you need glasses? No. But, but, you know, things, things are going well, and Moses is, is leading the people, and he's doing exactly what God wants him to do, and he's doing exactly in the place that God wants him to be, and he's leading the people. But the people are growing, and they're all coming to him, and there's, there's a whole bunch of issues going on. And Moses is like, I'm trying to hear all these people and make all these judgments and come in. And his father-in-law, Jethro, says, you need, to, you need some help. But, but there's some instructions that, that he gives and it says, um, this is in verse 29 of Exodus 18. It says, now listen to me, I will give you counsel. This is Jethro speaking. I will give you counsel um, and God be with you. You be the people's representative before God and you bring the disputes to God. Then teach them the statutes and the laws and make known to them the way in which they are to walk and the work they are to do. And so he's not just responsible for delegating, right? He's not just saying, okay, just, okay, I, I'm, I'm stressed out. I can't handle it anymore, so you handle it. No, he's going to train them in the statutes of the law and the truth of God's word so that they can make those decisions that are godly decisions, not just decisions that are just, okay, let's just get this over with and get this done, but that are godly, godly decisions. So there's some, there's some, even in the delegation process, there's, there's some, some instructions that Jethro gives to, to Moses, and Moses does that. He, he does delegate, but he selects people. And I think that's why it's important for the body of Christ to come, come together when people are stressed and struggling. And it's important for us to come, come together and, and be the body of Christ that God wants us to be, not what it sometimes is. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so when we come together as a body of believers to encourage and, and help, then then we're, we're helping in that stress. We're not trying to control the situation ourselves. Because if we don't have people coming around us, we're just going to sit and wallow, and it's going to turn to bitterness. It's going to turn to anger. It's going to turn to that sin that you're talking about. And so I would just reword it. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, mm-hmm. but I, I would reword it and say that stress can lead to sin or how we react to stress is sin. Because there's lots of different types of stress. You know That, that aspect that you were talking about of, just kind of sitting and doing nothing. I've got to be doing something. Again, that's a control. You know, I want to be in control. I want to control my situation because the world tells us, control your own destiny, right? Well, God is the one, the Heavenly Father is the one that controls our destiny. Yeah. And so to rely on Him and give those, give those things to, give those things over to and it's hard. And you can't necessarily always do that by yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need help. You know, sometimes you need people around you to encourage and to, and to come around and, and, to, and to lift and build, build you up. Breaded wonder, kickboxer. Both <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say it's pretty easy to. Whenever we're stressed, it's very easy to 
default into a, a bear down and take it. Just deal with it as it comes at, at us, whether if it's compressing us or just beating us to death. We, it's very easy to default just to become a punching bag. Uh, but how I have realized I need to deal with my stress is to just be raw with God. And usually it turns from just praying to God into praising and then to, into worshiping God. And that's the best way that I can really say that it's been the most constructive way to deal with stress. And if anything, I just talk to my wife. Like, Yeah. That's your outlet? Yeah. Well, I get that. With me, it's all the things, like all, like what everybody said. You know, you have your work stress, you have your family stress, you have your own stress, you have those people stress. Like, I you know I told somebody the other day, I was like, I'm tired of being an adult babysitter. Like, I've already told them this like seven times. And they're like, yep, welcome. Welcome to the club. I was like, no, but like, and then, you know, like Ron said, it's like, then I'm tired of it not getting done or not happening. So then you get up and go, which could be, could make it worse and not just setting it and not just leaving it. And then of course, you know, there's, other things like family things like we just came out of holidays right and like for some of us weird ones like they, lo- they love the holidays right and then there's there's me that's like it's not that i don't like the holidays or i don't like the family time it's just like all of those people it's like spontaneous combustion elements and the tension and like national and, lampoons all over yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like that stresses me out more than than the actual family get together anyways, because I'm happy. I want to see the kids. I want to see aunts and uncles. I want to see the things too. But then when I get there, it's like, oh, there's all these different personalities in one room. Start talking and they're like, I don't like that. This powder cake is going to (laughs) blow. But yeah. I have a tendency to not handle stress the correct way. Um, Which is what? Like, it, it, I mean, well, it depends on the situation. Sometimes I just withdraw and kind of go into a pity party and, get, you know, go inside my own head. Um, and then sometimes I'm just like silent in, in all of it, you know, and just kind of let it try to let it go kind of around me kind of thing. Um, knowing. I, I need to just lay the foot of the cross, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and it's just, I frustrate myself in it cause I know what the answer is, but you know, the human side of me is still wants to, I, th- I feel like it's so bad that I, you know, I need to handle it instead of God. Mm-hmm. What? Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just keep thinking of Micah in the control thing. I thought I'd, I thought I'd done better at giving it to God. 
but he just got better outlook, at taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> his, thank you, Ronnie. You're welcome. His outlet on the, uh, you know, what was I just talking about? You just made me lose my train of thought, Ron. Oh, the control part. Mm-hmm. Being in control, making sure it's done, done right, and I got to do it twice. You know, I didn't never really looked at it as stress. I just looked at it as, at least if I do it, I know I ain't got to do it again. But I guess, I mean, it does stress you out when you got to do everything all the time. And you can't, and if you got somebody there that's supposed to be doing it with you, but yet <clears throat> they're not pulling their weight, and I can see how that can be a control thing. So maybe not thinking of it as a right or wrong thing to give right. it or how to give it to God but maybe as an earnest and honest and I can say I can, I can sit here and tell you I give everything to God but I'd probably be lying to myself more than you all <laughs> because like I said like Michael was saying I, if there's something to be done I'm pretty gung-ho about getting it done I don't rely on a lot of people unless I can't do it by myself. So, but I never really looked at it as stress. See, right now I'm stressed. (laughs) (laughs) My heart is heavy right now, and it feels like stress. You're all stressing me out. Steph, so come on. Steph agrees, and, and she's, she came on her own volition. Um, I think there are several different forms of stress. Um, so there's the stress of control. Like, I want things done my way. Typically, that's what causes the stress for me in my classroom, is the kids aren't cooperating with me. Um, a lot of times I feel like some good stresses would be as I have to remind myself, like, my baby's crying because she's hungry. Like, yes, it's stressful because I'm like, okay, here's another thing I have to do, but God's blessed me with the baby to feed. Um, Sometimes I think we stress about the good work that we're doing and how overwhelming it feels sometimes, but the sense of relief when it's done. And so I don't think all stress is necessarily bad. Like me, right? Like you said, Ron, like me right here, like this is completely out of my comfort zone. I fought all day, all day long with God. Like I was wrestling. I was sick to my stomach as somebody who has a tendency of dealing with anxiety. Like my heart rate has been through the roots, through the roof today. But this is the stress that God has put on me because a lot of times I feel when my anxiety heightens, he's pressing me to do something, which is a stressor. And so therefore it will lead to stress. And I think it's also knowing not just what's causing your stress, um, but like you said, how to respond to it. There's the appropriate way and the inappropriate ways to respond to it. We can lash out through anger, frustrations, um, could be jealousy, could be resentment, whatever it may be. For me in my classroom, um, a few years ago I saw, I don't remember, maybe on Facebook somewhere, and it was when you start to feel it rise up within you, the frustrations, pause. Always take that moment to pause. And when you pause, pray. And that has been life-changing for me these past few years in my classroom because I deal with more challenging students, and they like to test me as much as they can. And today there was a student that 
every bit inside of me wanted to just yell at him and kick him out of my room. But that's not who God wants me to be. So I took my minute, I paused, and I prayed. And God gave me the ability to respond through his fruit of the Spirit and not in how my fleshly wanted to respond. And so I do think there's good stress, um, not so good stress, because a lot of times that stress that allows us to respond by the fruit of the Spirit is the stress that he's putting in our life to mold us into more than what we were more than where he's saying, you're okay here now, but I'm going to make you better. And that's where I think a lot of stress, for me anyway, is, um, and that's very hard for me to say because I feel like I deal with stress a lot. And so I'm like, okay, God, you must be teaching me a lot. But I think it's also your, how are you viewing it? Are you viewing it as like also somebody who deals with depression? Like it can make me spiral into a depressive episode really bad, feeling overwhelmed, like all the things at work have to get done, all the things at home have to get done, helping with ministry things. Like just sometimes I feel like very overwhelmed. It just keeps piling on. But then also recognizing that, okay, God, you have a message in this for me and seeing the purpose in the pain, the reason for the stress. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up too because I always looked at myself, even pre-following, like, that was my adrenaline, like being put in the pressure cooker part. That was my adrenaline rush was like getting, I knew I had to get stuff done or I was only one that could do X, Y, Z. And like on the inside, I'm going 120 down a Texas highway. Right. But on the outside, like cool as a cucumber and just getting it done and getting stuff back up and working. But then like you said, that, that's like almost like the good side of it as to where sometimes it's overwhelming all the other little things. We're never just whelmed. Right. Yeah, we're just overwhelmed all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bob? Yes? I know you got a pearl that you're chewing on over there. I'm just thinking. See this thinking long, See this. thinking long, thinking wrong. <laughs> no, I was, that's probably true. <laughs> I was just thinking about what Steph was saying about the good stress. Um, when when God gives you the good stress, you're not. How am I going to put this? There's there's fear actually brings out stress. So when God gives you that good stress that you say. He's giving you. There's no fear in it. Are you are you more calm, more 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 understanding of what he wants? Usually, I have a very clear understanding. Like tonight, I knew what he wanted me to do, mm -hmm. but my flesh was fighting every bit against. And so inside, it was like this internal war of why go? Because you're just going to make a fool of yourself. This is a guy's podcast. You have no part at this table. Um, I know, <laughs> but that's what was going on in my head. But. I knew God wanted me to come, and so that's what gave me the courage to actually drive here and not drive to the park for the next hour and sit. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it, it, there's a different feeling between the two stresses. For me, absolutely. Well, I think that's anybody. You know, when you know it's coming from God and He's trying to correct you or, or guide you in a different direction, and you're being a meathead and not listening. Yeah, I don't like that stress. I've done that. I, mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to tell you, I sat in stress and, and warred with him that day up there in Branson. Mm -hmm. I warred with him for probably 15 minutes. And it was it was such a war that 
I know my countenance was, my face was just absolutely red. red. Mm -hmm. I was on fire. I was getting hot. Mm -hmm. And when I finally give in and say, okay, Lord, I'm just going to go do this. It was a whole thought. But, you know, and as far as my heart rate was probably running 500 beats a minute, you know, just because I was sitting there warm with him. But I knew it was good, but I didn't really fear it. I was just trying to make excuses to not be able to do it. Yeah. And I think the other side of that, too, is, like, when we put on the conference, right? Like, all the little roadblocks and exits and bickering and not not really bickering because there was, I mean, there was a couple, right? But, like, just stressors on that. Mm-hmm. And then that Saturday night at 9 o'clock, it was just like that whole weight was lifted and it was all for what it was for. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, you know. Stress in the moment. Yeah, stress in the moment. <laughs> Satan will put them little stressors in there mm-hmm. to try to hinder what God is doing with the good stress part of it. You know, he tries to he tries to trip us up. He tries to make us stumble, but yet God's there to uh, to hold our hands and pick us up over the roadblocks and put us on to the next level and continue on. But Satan wants Satan wants to trip you up. He wants you to fall. He wants you to he wants you to stay down. He doesn't want you to be lifted up. I think God also puts little things out there too. He, he possibly you know, does. Just because it's like the excitement and the overwhelming peace, right? So, like when I was little, my sister and I would not every year, but some years we would look and see what mom and dad got us for Christmas, right? And then when we got it, we were excited because that's what we wanted. But then if you look back on it, on the years that we didn't look, like the opening of those presents then was like super, that much more rewarding inside. And I think like him putting little roadblocks or speed bumps or whatever to either refine us and knock us back on that path or just to... So we can glorify and show more appreciation to him. How about when we it's don't over. call them roadblocks? We call them guide rails. Guide, yeah, guardrails. <laughs> because me. you know, really, if you're if you're saying if you're saying he's putting a roadblock up, that means he wants to stop you. Yeah, and it's not sure. really a roadblock. Yeah, it's more like a, it's more like uh, when you bowl and you got them little bumper oh, yeah. rails up. <laughs> Yeah. I gotta have them, or the gu- or the guardrails when you're a bumper car, or the car. guardrails yeah. in the bumper car. Because I'm a I mean, bumper car, <laughs> you know. And that he puts them red guardrails, them guardrails up to keep us on track. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't really call them a roadblock because yeah. a roadblock that's that stops you in your tracks. Yeah. Or speed bump. Or speed bump because so, it slows you down. True. Now the speed bump I can see because sometimes you get you try to you try to outrun him mm-hmm. and he's got to slow you down. Mm-hmm. But the guide rails keeps you on track. Absolutely. No, you're not getting away with just that. What? That's a, you're gonna hop in there a couple times. Oh no, I think it, I, I think it's just one of those things of it, it all. So, sometimes it just depends on the moment and what you're dealing with. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, because it can be absolutely the, like Steph said. You know, the good stressors, the bad stressors. Because when you look and you can see, there's a reason God's doing that. Or somebody brings it up to you, like some of the stuff with the conference you were talking about, and it was just like, 
you put it out there to vent and then somebody's, you know, you have your accountability people and somebody's there to be like, Hey, did you look at it this way? <laughs> you don't want to hear it right then. Cause you just want to vent, but that's what you needed. That's the reason God put these people in your life, you know, so that it doesn't turn into just, you know, uh, all out chaos. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. And, and the, just the bad side of that stress of just, you know, being like, no, that's it. I want to blow up and, you know, not do anything with it and have no cause, no reason for it. You know? So yeah. it is, it's, it's, uh, it, it's still remarkable to me the, the way that he, you can see his hand in everything. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes you have to look closer because sometimes you just got to open your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Ron, what? <laughs> it's back. What, to you. Man? It's back to you. No, You're I, stressing me out. Dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sitting here listening, taking it in. I mean, evidently I stress more than I guess I thought I did. Fine, I'll pick on Micah for a minute. All right. I know one of your outlets is a batting cage. Yes. And then. You're just bottled up, and you just let it go. Yeah, and our workouts yep. is the other one. Um, I work out with my son because I need it, but <laughs> most mostly it's to relieve the stress. You know, mm-hmm. just lift some weights and get out my own little element. We don't really talk. Well, we talked a little bit before, and afterwards we'll talk about the game. From but I mean we don't really talk during, and so that's kind of a kind of moment to you know lift lift some weights and. It's a little, little chilly for a batting cage at the, right now, yeah, but um, you know, go go hit some baseballs at the batting cage, yeah. and that's that's an outlet. And yeah, you need to find those those constructive outlets, the to, healthy, to, the healthy outlets to, to relieve yeah. stress. And there's lots of different different avenues for that, depending on your personality. I mean, some people are going to go listen to this and go, "I ain't going to a batting cage hitting a baseball. There's no way I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely ain't going to the gym and lifting weight. You know, but, but whatever that outlet is for you." You know, whatever your personality is, whatever your turning your likes, wrenches. yeah, turning wrenches. I mean, Paint it could brush. be, yeah. I mean, whatever that Not is. Doing tires. That's stressful. Turning wrenches stresses me. Oh I enjoy going to my yeah. shop. Yeah. Especially when the bolt doesn't want to turn. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not stress. That's, got, that's a challenge. I got a liquid wrench that says it's going to turn. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a challenge. But yeah, I like the turning of the wrenches because I, I know I can get it fixed. And it's it's that uh, when you're done, it's right. It just feels good, mm-hmm. and it just takes it all off you. You know, like you all said before, the little battles, yeah, just bring you up. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, just organizing my shop, making me feel like I've gotten something accomplished. Mm-hmm. You know, it it relieves my stress. Just walking in my garage and sitting there. Releases my stress just because the atmosphere is yeah. the atmosphere I look for. You know, I went to Bob's shop. I enjoy helping Bob at the tire shop. Now, sometimes they get a little stressed. <laughs> <laughs> little Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, how do I help? The, how do I help this situation? You know, and it, then it stresses me because he's like, I don't need to help. And all that, I was like, oh, doggone, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, that's my atmosphere. Like Michael was saying, I, I like the garage. I like the shop, you know. gets me out of the house because if I'm in the house, that's when I get stressed because my wife's like, can we do this, this, and this? 
It's like, oh, yes, yes, we can, dear. <laughs> Will, what's your stress reliever? It used to be building things. I would like to get back into that, but with two kids, it's really hard to build things and have it not be immediately demolished. Not like Jenga, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you say build things, and this is just Woodworking? me. Yeah. Woodworking? Yeah, woodworking. Woodworking and stuff like that. Yeah. I like that myself. Mike, what about you? Anything you can fix and build with your hands is very mm -hmm. satisfying. Well, for me. Sorry, Bob. That's okay. <laughs> Not <laughs> Mike? Um, I don't... I was is this the it. hardest question I've asked all night? Uh, for me, I think so. I don't know, because... Um, He's learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do to... He loves on his wife. Oh, absolutely. And I see that brings a lot of joy, so that's got to be it. Yeah, that's probably the best work. thing I do. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> hey, I'm here to help a brother out, bro. Yeah, right. well, I was just thinking about it, you know, and, and I mean, I, I do. I love my wife, you know, and I, I try, I, I truly try to love her like Jesus loves the church. You know, I mean, it, it, we're commanded to, and I, and I take it very serious because I spend a lot of time idolizing her as opposed to loving her, you know, so uh, I've got time to make up on that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Steph, what about you? You know, I'm not sure since I had to, I mean, normally I would, I would say kickboxing, um, but it has been a while since um, Naomi was born. It's been a while since I've actually have gone. Um, I think a big stress reliever for me, honestly, is just checking things off my list. Like, I'm one that I'm just going to double down, especially my things with work. I want to double down and get them done. And then normally three more things are added, so <laughs> it doesn't really feel very accomplishing. But when I get done and I look at that, I'm like, I feel good about this now. And so sometimes just doubling down, checking things off the list. Um, as far as, like, other stress relievers, like, for me tonight, like, actually obeying and showing up. <laughs> Like, yeah. Because what that's I a, feel now is a lot different than how I felt 30 minutes ago. <laughs> no, and I think that's awesome. I think because I know for me, that's when a, a big, a big stressor for me is when God calls me to do something that I don't want to do. Right. You well, know, the first time I came here, I was totally stressed. Yeah, that's why I got silent wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk for a couple of weeks. I'm sure. Yeah. Can we go back to that? No. Jeez, oh, <laughs> the love, man. That's rough. That's all right. God told me to love. <laughs> what about you? For me? Yeah. yeah. What about you? I don't know. That's that's why I was giving you two such a hard time. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, like, <laughs> most of the time I go to the game room in the office and I just sat there. I'd have to say, I'd almost have to guarantee your stress reliever has got to be your grandbabies. They got yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. I, yes, I would say, but more. So, so it depends on how you define stress reliever, right? Right. Because if I'm having a terrible day and I go home and then my granddaughter's there or 
on the occasion when my grandson's there, like it's instant change, right? But for me, like my outlet, I don't know. It's almost like, like I said, I go into my office slash game room and I, I would like to say that, or I would used to say that it was just playing a mind numbing game and just like vegging out for a minute. But like, it's even like closing the doors and just sitting there and taking a couple deep breaths. Right. That's what and I sometimes shop. taking a couple deep breaths is like 45 minutes long, you know, <laughs> like, and then here lately, it's been diving deeper into like sermon topics or research for sermons. And I know that's a Jesus juke answer kind of, but like, I know what it used to be and setting in a, in a silent room is a lot better than sitting at a bar until one o'clock in the morning or going to the bowling alley and drinking until one o'clock or whatever. I know when it's nice, I used to like mowing <laughs> until it became like a, then it was like one thing. It was like one thing that set it off. Right. And then it was, then it became a chore instead of actually like doing it. And I got to get that back. I want to try to get that back to where I like doing it. And because that was when you had four teenagers in the house, right? Like that was a me time mm -hmm. out there. And <clears throat> then they all grew up and became their own. That was a person. good stress reliever for me at the school. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're. When I'd go outside to mow. And I'd just look around. I'd look at the sky. I'd look at the trees. I'd look at the buildings. And I would just sit there and wonder, you know, look at the portrait that's been painted. Mm -hmm. And then all I could do is sit there and think of God, and the next thing you know, I got the waterworks going. So, <laughs> But it's just amazing how... And, and we're just a little bit of the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, I've... You know, you see pictures of, like, Israel and all these vacations and all this and that. And it's like, you can see it in your mind, but actually seeing it in person, what a stress, I believe what a stress reliever that can be. Yeah. And knowing that he's the one that created it all. And I think that's the goal that we get to is being able to seek him to be our stress reliever. But is Getting that there. the reality for yeah. us right now? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I think that's what we need to look for, right? Mm -hmm. So like like Ron was talking about, mowing the lawn and taking that moment to see what it is. And even even you, Stefan, taking that moment of, I, I, I accomplished this one that's on my list. That to somebody else may be like, so what? But to you, that's an accomplishment, and God allowed you to do that. Mm -hmm. Whether it was giving you the time, giving you the energy, all of these things. And, you know, the same with you, Ronnie, and being able to either have that moment to decompress, you know, in, in your room just by yourself or whatever it is. That's, I think, sometimes what we really take for granted is, is the seeing and acknowledging that that's all still because of him. Yeah, and I think for, well, this is me personally, like, it's weird, not weird, but weird, kind of, because the before me hated being by myself, like, 
hated being by myself because I didn't like myself. Mm. And I'm not saying that I would rather be by myself now or in that room, but like right. I wouldn't even sit in that room for five minutes by myself. But you're not with by nothing yourself. on. I know, but but seeing the two sides of the coin, gotcha. right? Like mm-hmm. noticing the change. Yeah, the yeah. change. Noticing because the change. if I was sitting by myself before two years ago, I'd just say I was by myself. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'd block out him. Yeah. Or he some, wouldn't even, he wouldn't even be in a thought. Yeah, and sometimes some of the things like you were talking about, Ronnie, that you were previous to following Christ, those are things we're f- filling our right. God hole with. You know, is all of this nonsense. Yeah, you know, really, when it comes down to it, um, as opposed to sitting there and still taking the time to, you know, either go into the word more or thanking Him for, you know, the the canvas that He painted that we get to see. And it's unreal because when I I I do that and I just stop my mower and take it in and I I catch myself talking out loud, so I would take it like I'm talking to him, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next mm-hmm. thing you know, you feel a cool breeze just blow across the back of your head, mm-hmm. and it's like I was like confirmation. Or when you're yeah. mowing and it's really hot with no shade, and you stop and you're and ask, asking for shade and. Oh, you're a cloud my goes story, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going oh, for that. Yeah. yeah, I was hot. I was burning up that day, and I was like, "Man, Lord, it'd be nice to have a little shade." And I ain't kidding you. No sooner I said it, I had a cloud covered the sun mm-hmm. and a breeze. Mm-hmm. But there was no breeze in the sun, but mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. in that shade. Mm-hmm. So yes, what's pulling it off the rack? Hold on, brother Bob. Yes. What is your stress reliever? Oh, dang. I thought you were going to I was sitting there awful quiet. Why'd you have to do that? You were too quiet. I was nice. stressed. You almost got nice away with it. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for these meddling kids. <laughs> Jeez. Mike, I found your nose. It's in my face. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh. No. For me... My stress reliever is going out on my front porch, sitting in that rocking chair, turning music on, and just losing myself. Mm. In the portrait. In the portrait. In what you have God's a great made. portrait on your front porch. I do. Yep. I love it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can sit and I can lose myself for hours just uh, listening to music and looking around and just sitting there and just talking to God. That's that's my stress reliever. Mowing the yard ain't no way. That's a job. <laughs> I, I mow way too much. But yeah. honest, I mean, really, it's it's not bad because it is a stress reliever. Because mm-hmm. I still put my music in, and it's just me and the moor and God, and we're just mowing a yard. So I mean, yeah, when I'm at home, chilling at the house, that's my stress relief. Mm-hmm. Because here lately, I, I I'm not at that house much. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> What do you What are you listening to? What do I listen to? Yeah, M- mainly soft rock, eighties rock. There you go. That's what I listen to. Yeah, today's genre was pretty nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Plays on my radio most time. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like listening to Christian music. It's good. Yeah, I listen to ninety ninety two one. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm just old school. I just like that nice, easy, soft rock, yep. and I'm good to go. 
Heck yeah. But that's that's the way I've always been. But that's my stress relief. As long as I can sit on my front porch and just sit there. Because for one thing, God give me that place. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. back in 1983, when me and my wife got married at Pleasant Hill Baptist Church over on the other hill, we walked out of the church. I looked over that hill and I told my wife, I'd be like, and that's that's before I was even saved. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're going to build up here one of these days. Back in 06, it happened. But God didn't give it to me until actually I accepted him. Mm-hmm. And then he started giving everything. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. He's where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying just give your life to him because you want something. Right. No. Yeah. Give your life to him because you love him. Yeah. Give your life to him because you need him. Not because he's a genie in the bottle and he'll give you anything and everything you want. Right. Because he won't give you everything you want. Mm-mm. He'll sure give you everything you need. Absolutely. And apparently I needed that place in Cairo because he gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Proceed. Now we can. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Pulling it off record. Final thoughts. Will? Okay, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thinking back to stress relievers, uh, when I was still living with my parents uh, and I was older and I had jobs and everything, I'd come home late and I'd always park in the back and as I'm walking up to the house, there's one spot of my parents' house that always catches my eye in the nighttime sky and I think it was said a few times of finding God's portrait. Good reminder to find God's portrait now. It's it's hard to do woodworking and doing things with my hands with kids, but I can go on my back deck anytime and look up. Mm-hmm. Ron? Uh, oh, now you're quiet. Yeah, the final thought part, it's always hard for me. Um, I guess all I can say is, like I said, if you have stress, I'll just read this right here. That's what I'm going to do. Give God all your worries, all your stress, all your pain, and all your anxiety, because he's the one that can handle them all. Mm-hmm. Brother Bob? Yes. That was it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. No. Nice. That was a good one. Uh, I actually, man, as as we've been talking and I've been we've been looking at everything. Psalms twenty three has been laid on my heart, and I'm just gonna read it. <laughs> it says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He make me lie. He makes me lie down in green pastures." He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. You are my rod. Your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Man, our cup runs over. Just reading that just, just man, it just overwhelms me because I was the type guy that uh, I spit in his face when I, when I was back not, not pursuing him. I would, I would do anything and everything I could do to not be a part of him. But, man, as I think back, he still made my cup run over even back then, mm -hmm. before I was a part of him, before I was a part of him. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Man, it just, you know... If you need to, if you need to ponder and meditate on some Bible verses, dig into Psalms 23 because there's a lot to be said right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot to be said, and I urge, I urge you listeners to do that. Pick it apart, tear it down, get what the meat and potatoes of it is. Don't just skim over it. Absolutely, let the Lord talk to you about it. That's my final thought. Micah? You have to pass that mic. No, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Micah, there's the mic. Yeah. Pass on that mic to Micah. <laughs> can I do Bob and say yes? <laughs> you can. You, you can. You can try. It, it won't count, but <laughs> you can try. How'd that work out for me? It did. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was worth a try. Yours are so good, I thought it was, you know, just carry over. <laughs> I think... I th just say I agree. That's right. I do. I agree. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. But I think, you know, in our lives, as we talked about, we're all going to experience some kind of stress, some kind of anxiety. And, you know, back to our verse, casting all your care upon him because he cares for us. Well, what does that really mean and what does that really look like? You know, that's kind of the go-to answer. You know, cast all your care upon him. But it's important to redirect our focus. You know, it's similar to, to last episode, you know, to redirect that focus from our anxious thoughts, from our anxiety, from our stress, and redirect it on Him, whether that's through pondering His portrait, through His creation, whether that's, you know, just spending some time by ourselves, whether that's reading Scripture, whatever that is for us, it's important to redirect that so it doesn't turn to bitterness and anger, and we don't react to that stress in a way that's not godly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of my, one of my verses that I, that I go to is trust in the Lord with all your heart. And, and it's hard. I, I, it's one of my favorite verses. I have a lot of them, but it's one of my favorite verses for not the normally the way you would think of a favorite verse. Normally people just like that verse or it means something, you know, means something important and it does mean something to me, but I'm, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I, and I always wonder, how do you do that? How do you trust with all your heart, with everything you have? And then it says in verse 6, to in all your ways acknowledge him. How do we do that? But it also says that he's going to guide our paths. He's going to direct our paths when we acknowledge him. And so it's important to return, return that focus. Whatever we're stressed about, whether it's family or financial or ministry or whatever that is, to redirect that focus and realize it's about him. And it's always about him. You know, we try to make it about us sometimes. We try to make it about our opinions and our, but it's really back to the truth of God. Mm -hmm. And it's about, it's about him and making sure that we're getting back to that place. And sometimes that does take some help. And that's why I said earlier, you know, sometimes it does take a, a body of, of 
good believers to get together and, and be that encouragement and be that uplifting uplifting person to help us redirect that focus. Right. And so. Steph? Um, so Micah kind of took a little bit of mine, but also going back to uh, the, the verse that we started with um, and the cast all of all of your burdens on him, but then also recognize that he will sustain you. He will see you through whatever, you know, whatever stressors you have. But also, I really wanted to focus on the second part of that. Well, he will never, and this is the NASB 95, but he will never allow the righteous to be shaken. And so I would just think or question, if you feel like you're being shaken, does that mean that you're not in his righteousness? And that's kind of hits me hard because I feel like I'm shaking quite a bit sometimes. And so now it makes me have to go back and say, okay, God, what are you teaching me through these? Because, you know, if he says it here, we know it's true. Mm-hmm. Like we're not questioning what he's saying, but just questioning of how are we applying that to our life? If we're being shaken, then where are we falling short? And then it also makes me think of Philippians 4.13, where I can do all things through Christ. And that's a very personal verse for me, but they're just so connected that even, like, Bob, I remember telling you, I will never be on a podcast. (laughs) And my husband was laughing at me before I came, and I'm like, I will never be on a podcast. And God says, huh. Bob said the same thing too. I did. He said, I'll I'll sit there, but I won't say nothing. So Ron said. Yep. Um, but then it just, you know, I, I always think when I hear the podcast at home, like, oh, you could say this and you could say this. And then you get here. It's like, nope, <laughs> I will be the new silent one on the, uh, the, on, the, on the podcast. But then just recognizing that if you're doing it for him and not to glorify yourself, he will strengthen you for whatever, whatever he's pressing you through, whatever he's trying to teach you, whatever, just whatever he's bringing to you, not what you bring to yourself. And not for monetary gain or, you know, your fame or anything, but just whatever he's guiding you through, he will give you the strength to get through it. I think for me, and then I'll have Mike go so he can pray us out. Mm -hmm. All right. I think we we have to find those. Like, if you don't have a stress reliever, you have to find one. Right? Like... The three of us had to think about what it was, which isn't a good thing, because that means that we're go 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 all the time, yeah, and you ain't got one. Yeah, or we have many of them, and we didn't know, right? Like it could be either way. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what it is, then you have to find it because that it has to go somewhere. And I would love to say, get into the Word and dig in. And you should do that, but you also have to have a, one that applies to you too, like Micah was saying, right? Like hitting baseballs, kicking soccer balls, watching gun smoke. That one's for Carl. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a faith. <laughs> whatever that is, right? Like mm-hmm. even when I was little, I'd love my grandma had a piano in her living room. I didn't know how to play the piano. And, I, and when I was little, little, I thought it was cool just to make all the noise. Mm-hmm. But then, that like, was stressful. Yeah. For grandma. Yeah. yeah. 
I was going to say, this sounds like me. Like, I, I can't carry a tune in a bucket that ever stops me from singing. Yeah. <laughs> but then later, it kind of, like, sounded cool. And then, so in ways, like, me using my hands, but I still can't play a piano at all. I couldn't tell you what a note was or whatever, but, like, just seeing, hearing the reaction, just stopping and thinking and hearing those things. So, just find whatever stress relief, healthy, constructive stress reliever. There you go, Mike. Mm. So, in Philippians 4 6, um, I'm going to change the word because I think it's it's okay to in this case. Um, it well, says it has to be because it's right. Do not be anxious about anything, but I think that also applies to do not be stressed about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Mm. So I think that that's something that's very powerful in what we're talking about because we have to remember to give it to God. Yeah. To not, I mean, I, this is obviously for me because I said earlier, you know, I feel like this is, uh, for me, when as we, like we talked about last time, um, it, one of those connotations to where when you hear about it, it's automatically, like until Steph said something, it's automatically stress is a bad thing. Yeah. You know, right. it's yeah. not a good thing or it can't be. But again, my perspective's changed two weeks in a row now because of somebody else's very logical thinking that I obviously don't have. But um, <laughs> but I think that that's, the, you know, that's one of the things is that I have to remind myself that not only is it not always bad, but there there's probably some refining in it that I'm needing, obviously. Um, but also that I need to give it over to God because no matter how I feel about it, it's never too much or too little for him, you know, because everything's his always. And he's no already knows everything. He already knows what I'm going to stress about and what I'm, you know, the things that I could possibly do one way or another. But if I don't trust him enough, then I'm going to do the wrong thing. And I don't want to do that because I don't want to be who I was. Right. So that's my final thought. And by the way, Mike, it's probably the chair she's sitting in. Oh, you think so? You think yeah. it, the professor's chair? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I just thought it was the no, chair, chair overall. No, I just need the smart person. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go ahead and pray. Lord, we come to you with thanksgiving in our hearts and our minds. Uh, we just love and appreciate the fact that you would allow us to come together to speak about you, to learn more not only about you and about your word, but perspectives and, um, Lord, maybe how we didn't think of previously to, uh, to in this case, handle stress or to, um, apply your word correctly, Lord. And it's just so humbly that we come to you and just say that we love you and we want to honor you in our lives and all that we do. Let us go forward this week, Lord, and walk in the ways you would have us walk, do the things in our lives that can glorify you. They can change people's lives and change our lives as you would have us do, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.